and welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna, and we're your High Priestess for this evening. Hello. How are you? How are you? I'm doing okay, as well as I can do with this rotten thing that's in my eye, but I'm fine. You've really just been going through the ringer. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's my time. Apparently. It's, time. it's a big test, man. A big ass test. Well, I mean, I feel like you and I, it's really like opposite. Like when I'm going through it, you're always fine and sitting pretty and then now you're going through it and i'm finally catching a break yeah so i thank you for your service well it's a balance between <laughs> that we both can't be down at the same time right? no exactly that would be like detrimental so yeah i was gonna ask you what you're drinking but i just oh, realized shit, I that we left our drinks yes we need to get our drinks so All i'm right. looking at I'm ricky on, oh. i'm on it i'm on it jeez why, th- why, thank you. Yeah, mine is uh, the Rolling Rock in here, please. Rolling Rock. You, you can surprise me between coffee or wine. We'll see what happens. We'll okay. roll the dice. We sent Ricky on a mission a mission to take care of the thirst here. <laughs> it's, it's, it, does that mean Ricky's our handmaiden? Oh, Ooh, handmaiden. Mm. I like that. Handmaiden. Handmaiden. I don't know. <laughs> Trying to think of the proper word. Maiden is a female, so what's the... What's the counter? Hand squire? Oh, God. I don't know. That's Here's great. the first one here. Crisp, cool, and delicious. Yes. Thank you. I'm we'll drinking Rolling later. Rock. We'll get coffee later. Uh, what, what did you want? It's in the fridge. There's coffee or wine, whichever. Where's the wine? It's in, in there somewhere. I don't know. All right. All right, all right. We're getting it going. So, Monica, tell me about your drink. What are you drinking? I have some nice ice cold Rolling Rock on this hot, hot day, and it's going to be delicious going down. So I'm waiting for you to do cheers. It, it is a, a good time for, for beer, right? Yeah. yeah. There's something about beer when it's hot. hot out. It's it's very nice. Yeah. I, you know, I like, there's only a few things that quenches my thirst. And beer is one of them for sure. Sometimes it's water. I need water, water, water. And sometimes it's milk. Milk really does it. Which is so weird. I know. I know. And then there's the, the Coca-Cola, of course. But. Of course. And your Mountain Dew. You and like my Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Yeah, the Mountain Dew is new for me because it's a little bit more caffeine. I feel like you've been doing Mountain Dew for a couple a years A while. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I alternate between Coke and Mountain Dew. And here's your Unruly Rosé. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. And I'm drinking Jack and Jack, classic Jack and Coke. Okay, Jack cheers, Coke. everyone. You're having a Dr. Jack. Dr. Jack, that's right. Mm. That was good. Mm. Very, very good. Cold, good. And I hear your guys' complaints about the audio being too low, all right? I, we had some examples played before we started recording, and I'll make sure to make them loud enough to where you have to lower your volume. There okay, we go. Perfect. And but we will try very hard to, to talk, talk into the, the mics. mics. I can't tell you how hard it is to get this talent to talk <laughs> into the mics. Okay, see, Ricky is just learning that trying to make a group of witches do Corral anything witches. yeah it's like herding cats so good luck with bad that cats. bad cats yes it's like trying to herd bad cats yeah. and that just anyone that is experienced with animals knows that when cats get uris like they're like eyes get all fucked up so monica's your uri case because your <laughs> yeah. eyes all messed up right now so yeah a little bit of like vet humor for you Yep. Before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to our new straglet on Patreon, Jason. We know him. We love him. We ate pizza with him in New Jersey. And so what's up? Thank you for signing on. I hope that you enjoy all of our nonsense. We've got some fun stuff coming up. I really want to try now, especially now that the world's just opening, I want to try and take Monica to a haunted place and probably just scare her and make fun of her um but that's like my big motivation because i feel like i've talked about being a ghost hunter and stuff on here enough so i've decided that my segment that i do on patreon is shauna's spooky stories and i talk about haunted places that i've been to and my experience and it's really kind of renewing my sense of love for the paranormal and i love making fun of you monica we i know you know it's just part of our relationship and so i think we need to add ghost to the mix we're gonna have to do this, so I don't know where we're going. But oh boy. Um, I don't like things that jump out at me. I will have a heart attack. I wasn't gonna take you to a haunted maze. I was gonna take you to a real haunted place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't think you know. Okay. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I can't tell you what the ghost is gonna do. Right. Exactly. But speaking of ghosts, 
Yes. That's what we're what we're talking about. We're talking about famous ghosts. Spoopy. Yes. Spoopy. Ooh, uh, so, uh, this wine is really good. It's it's kind of sweet. Yeah. I think you would like it, but I yeah. know it's also not sweet enough for you. It's a rosé. It's unruly rosé. It's like a step down from Moscato, though. It's it's pretty sweet. Okay. I I drink my Rolling Rock. Thank you. I'm, um, anyway, I'm bouncing back and forth. I'm distracting myself with wine. Anyway, we're talking about famous ghosts. Okay. Okay. And we were very vague when we chose that topic, what that meant. Uh, so I feel like our stories are different tonight, but I am very intrigued with yours. So like, hit me what you got. Okay. I decided to do famous, uh, ghosts, um, rockers, like rock and roll people. So the first one I have is Buddy Holly. And on February 3rd in 1959, his plane um, crashed into a cornfield in, in Iowa, killing him and three other men in the pilot. So visitors to this site have reported shadowy figures in the distance and the sound of music. And if you walk up to the shadows, they disappear. Richie! Yeah. So that's the For first you one. Guys here Anybody in Ricky, from the Valley? Yeah, you should guys. Anyone from the San Fernando Shout Valley will get that. Yeah, for the eight one eight people, cheers! This one's for you. Okay. One of the people that died on that plane was Richie Valens. Oh wow! And he was from Pacoima, Aww. and so he is eight one eight, born and bred. And so like every Aww, that's time, that's a shame. Yeah. A funny tidbit. He was on like that... nineteen. Shit. Dude, and in his pictures, he looks like he's as old as I am. Like what the fuck? He does. What if kind you... of fucking? 19 20 year old looks like that Richie oh, Valens yeah. apparently yeah Buddy Holly looked his age uh, but but you know Buddy, Ho- Buddy Holly is still alive allegedly he runs a band called Weezer and he even, <laughs> right? and he even sang and poked fun at his alleged quote unquote alleged death oh yeah when he says I look just like Buddy Holly we know I look just like Buddy yeah. Holly yeah wow mm, interesting uh, I, I love, like, a good conspiracy theory because I love how there's all these theories about Elvis being alive. Elvis, Tupac, Biggie. Uh, let me tell you, that was my next one. Jay- Elvis. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, hit us. What okay, Elvis. Elvis. Elvis haunts several locations. Um, there's one called RCA Studios in Tennessee. People seen apparitions of the king and lights uh, blowing out and weird noises amongst, uh, you know, among out of the sound equipment, coming out of the sound equipment. Also, he's he's been seen in room 106 of the Knickerbocker Hotel in Hollywood. Um, it says, let's see what it says here. He stayed there while making movies, and visitors feel eerily cold temperatures in that room. In Las Vegas Hilton, people have seen his spirit in the penthouse, in the basement where he hung out with the with his band and the elevator he used to use to avoid screaming fans. So he gets around this this yeah, Elvis spirit. Like, isn't isn't it supposed to be like where you died is where you haunt? Not necessarily. No. Or so so he was such a big energetic person that he left residual energy in these places that he visited? Is that, that what I'm getting at? That could absolutely be the case, especially if something like really profound happened there, if there was a really big moment uh, that happened in any of those places, or if he was just very, very fond of them. You're thinking of things almost like an imprint, which would be yeah. more like a residual haunting. And not like in uh, um, Twilight. What? Like when, doesn't the wolf kid imprint their baby or some bullshit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was really weird. Right, that clearly went over your head. Totally it over my head. It would have been funnier if you got it right away, but... No. Sorry for the downgrade in the entertainment people. That please, was that was a dumb joke. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> okay. No, don't cancel Ricky. I just wanted to say that the Knickerbocker Hotel is insanely haunted, and yes. there's so many stories, and now it's actually an apartment building. <sighs> And there has been twice now that I've had people from that building contact me to come do, like, an investigation. But then it never, like, they'll call me forever and then, but never, like, commit to, like, having having it. So I've never been able to actually 
go get there. in. So it's and it's been one of those things. I think I just like pushed it from my mind because I've always wanted disappointed, to. Disappointed, so you disappointed as well. Yeah, it, it is disappointing, but at the same time, like, what is the point in investigating it when it's obviously haunted? I just want to go kick it with some fucking well, ghosts. Yeah, so mean, that's it, all I want to. But yeah. you know what? Monica said in her reading on Patreon that it was like a month to achieve the impossible. So maybe that's what like I'm just gonna set for myself. Put that out there. Yeah. yeah. No leaking Patreon. If you want to hear what's on Patreon, sign up for it. Dum right. dum. Anyway, continue. Okay, continue. so there's another place where Elvis resides. He's fucking busy. The Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. His daughter, Lisa Marie, claims she heard her father, uh, Elvis, while there. After a performance, she went to her dressing room, but the door was stuck and she couldn't open it. Then she heard a distance laugh of her father, and then the door opened. That's kind of creepy. That's, that's crazy. That's cool. That's cool. So there, Elvis gets around, obviously. I've been to the recording studio that you mentioned. Okay. Um, when I, so I did that cross-country road trip with our friend Lily, and we ended up in Elvis land. Where is it? Memphis? Yeah, yes. Memphis. Yes. So we ended up in Memphis. Ricky's just shaking his head at me. Anyway, so we weren't going to go to Graceland, uh, but we were going to go kind of like cruise by like the house you know and um lily's family are all like really big elvis fans so you know we were like okay we'll cruise by the because there's like I, I don't think it's his real house i think it's like a replica of his house across the street from graceland so you can like drive past it i don't know you might be able to take tours i don't know something like that but it's, it's the elvis house so we were just gonna like cruise by and take a picture for her mom clarify that in the comments if you know yeah if you know is it the real house is it a replica like i'm not i don't remember uh and the reason why i don't remember is i'm like okay i'm gonna go to sleep we're gonna see elvis's house in the morning and then i wake up and apparently lily woke up like a lot earlier than me so to like keep herself occupied she uh was like researching elvis and she realized like what a dick he was So she was like just angry at Elvis all morning as we were going to his house. And he's dude, he's fucking like, like a pedo though. I think he likes was grooming one of his wives since she was like fourteen, like some weird shit. I don't. She told me she filled me in very angrily about about this. Like she was, Lily had a very spiritual haunted experience through this whole road trip. Like she was possessed by Robert the doll. All sorts of stuff happened. (laughs) So she was just very upset with Elvis at this point and like talking down to his ghost about being a dick and at one point because everyone there just listens to elvis constantly like every fucking car we pass by had that elvis had their playing. windows down yes so the entire time that we were driving through memphis and lily heard it she would just yell no i think fans <laughs> like diehard fans have flocked there to live there to be closer to graceland I, I don't know that 100%, but it makes sense. I mean, maybe, but I just wanted to share that that was my, like, Elvis thing. And any of you guys that read the True Blood books, the Sookie Stackhouse books, you know that Elvis was actually in those books. His name was Bubba, and he was a, a special needs vampire. Oh, wow. And if you watched What We Do in the Shadows, you'll know that he goes to the house to record new tracks that's right he does he yes. does see that's why elvis is haunting all these places it's because he's actually just a vampire ah okay the more you know okay my next haunting kurt cobain this is really Ooh. interesting a 20 something year old bar manager from essex england claims to have shared a digital kiss with him when she was browsing the internet late one night he meant he mesmerized her on her laptop and asked for a kiss and after the, that happened her laptop broke what is with people like i feel like i know so many stories of people hooking up with the ghosts of kurt cobain and jim morrison wow really? jim more oh my god i know so many people that think that they're fucking jim morrison's ghost well, i don't know them like i know of them or i've met them their acquaintances and stuff i just hear so many stories about that speaking of jim morrison Oh, okay. Here's the fucking I would like to visit slut ghost now. Yeah, like he, that's in went. Paris. In mm-hmm. France. In France, yes. In 1997, um, Brett Mesner took a picture in front of Jim's grave uh, at uh, some place in the cemetery in Paris. It wasn't until 2002 that he noticed a figure standing behind him, and he regrets visiting the cemetery because... 
um, things have been weird ever since. After that picture, his his marriage fell apart. His friend died of an overdose, so there's been bad luck. But I, it shows the picture, and there is an image of Jim Morrison in the back, like just like jumping up in the air. You could see it. Do you know where to find that picture so I can post it? I don't, but I will do my research to find it again. Okay, let me know if you find it. I'll, I'll look for it, too. Okay. And the I saved the last one for the last. And the last one I have is John Lennon. He still hangs around the Dakota in New York City where he was, he had lived and was shot in 1980. Uh, Joey Harno and Amanda Moore, their writers, and spotted him near the spot he was shot. He was surrounded by an eerie light. They were going to approach him, but they looked at his face and he was kind of saying, don't come near me. That's one. Uh, Yoko Ono reported seeing him sitting at his white piano in the Dakota. He's probably fucking yelling at her saying, <laughs> He said to her, don't be afraid. I am still with you. And, you know, that's really interesting, that line, because when I had a visitation from my brother after he passed, those were the exact words he said to me. I said, what are you doing here, Jimmy? You're dead. And he said, believe me, I am with you. It's just bizarre how they kind of say the same thing. But That is trippy. But before his death, John reported seeing a crying lady roaming the halls of the Dakota, a lady whose son was killed outside the building by a truck. In 1995, George, Paul, and Ringo were in the studio recording Free as a Bird. That's the track that, you know, they had John's music or words, and they incorporated him into the song. That's cool. There was a lot of strange going-ons in the studio, noises that shouldn't have been coming from the equipment and equipment doing weird things. Later, during a photo shoot for the album, a white peacock appeared in a neighboring yard, and Paul felt it was John's spirit coming to hang out and complete the album. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. I can't believe that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right? You see an albino. Yeah. Right? So. I think the only one I've actually seen was a piece of taxidermy. This fucking beautiful taxidermy. But... I think any albino animal, you know, uh, deer, whatever, it's kind of something special. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, the Dakota building is known for a lot of untimely deaths, believe it or not, because a lot of people either lived there or filmed there. It's really interesting. Um, so could we say it's cursed? We could say it's kind of cursed, I would think. Let's see. Uh, Dakota deaths that were untime, untimely. Judy Garland. Marilyn Monroe did a photo shoot there. Judy Holiday lived in apartment 77 there. And um, p- people have seen apparitions and reported being grabbed. Ooh. So some of the people to, to mention a few. So, I mean, it seems like whoever Did Judy lives Garland in, die there or she just no, lived there she, for a minute? I think she lived there or filmed there for okay. a while. Yeah, yeah interesting. interesting, right? And, yeah. you know, and it's really hard to get into that apartment. It's not easy. So it's never really vacant, but. It seems I mean, like people would want to. There's so much history there. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. I feel like I it's don't know. A, it's like a flex at that point. Oh, I live at um, what's the apartment called again? Dakota. The Dakota. Yeah. Well, yeah, that or it's just like like anything else where like if you're I, I don't know. There's like I think haunted buildings have a charm to go visit or like whatever. But like some to live there, you got your people that are like fuck no, that place is haunted. I'm not fucking with it. I'm not living there. Or you have the people that are like, ooh, it's haunted. Let's let's go. Like it just. I I all right. I think you get a healthy mix of the people that like it's haunted. Like I'd like to see it and visit it, but I think for the most part, people who are lucky enough to go uh, to to get an apartment in said haunted building or just want to flex, like. I live in this apartment building, and it's famous, you know. Oh, yeah, but I mean, just, like, in general with, like, haunted buildings. Like, I want to visit haunted places. I do not want to live in a haunted place. No, 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 you don't. No. Um, And another thing, Rosemary's Baby, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. That's That's a crazy movie. I'm not sure if it was filmed inside or outside the Dakota, but Dakota played a role in that movie. Wow, so that place is kind of like the East Coast, like Cecil Hotel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Take words right out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Like so have my moments. That's my uh, my uh, ghost famous ghost stories for the day. I like it. Those were really good. Thank you. Thank you. I 
thought it was interesting to me. So, I think that's really interesting. Yeah, don't you think? Because I, I think maybe we're gonna have to do more like haunted celebrity. Yeah, kind yeah. Of stuff. And this is where it gets that was fun. It was. It was really fun. I enjoyed those. Um, we really should have done Monica's last to end on a better note because mine is. This is a fucking mine is super fucked up. So I'm gonna just say right now, guys, trigger warning. Uh, this shit is really brutal. Oh boy. It's very, um, not necessarily cannibalism, but basically there's, uh, it makes me kind of queasy, but like it's, it's a really, it's full of like drug addiction and domestic abuse and murder, like very savage necrophilia. So if this, you know, like covers it all right now, covers it it does. Let's just just stop the episode now. And thank you for listening. For those of you that want to venture on with me, we're going to take a trip back to uh, New Orleans in 2006, actually. So very, very recent, relatively, right? Um, And I say that also because New Orleans is so old. And actually, it's not that old, but like to me, it's I think it's pretty old, all things considered. I think it's older than the U.S.? Well, I mean, yeah, it is, but I, I mean, just like a lot of the history, it just really depends, but it's, it's very old. The buildings are very old. And when you have a city with original structures like that, I mean, it's just basically fucking every square inch is haunted. Like most places it's like, oh, this place is haunted. Like in New Orleans, it's more like this square foot over here isn't haunted. And right. everyone's like, ooh, you know, yeah, it carries the residuals of all that energy. Yeah. So who we're talking about today is Zach and Addie. And this story is, there's a lot more to it. So I'm going to kind of gloss over some of it because this could just like getting into all of the details could be like, take us a little bit longer. But um, this uh, takes place shortly before Hurricane Katrina. Okay. So I think that was 2006. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Roughly around that time. Anyway, so we have, um, I'm trying to remember, I believe her full name was Addie Hall. All right. We have Addie Hall and then we have Zach Bowen and they both moved to uh, New Orleans from different places. Addie was from somewhere in the, I think, like the Northeast and Zach was actually from California. Addie moved to New Orleans. She was an artist. She was a poet and she was going to go live that bohemian lifestyle over there because, you know, it's very artistic and, you know, like free flowing in New Orleans. So she was like, this is my vibe. She had, you know, a string of really shitty relationships and she was, um, you know, known to kind of like be with men that were a little abusive. She heavily drank and it was also suspected that she was bipolar and not medicated. And then we have Zach, who was a military veteran. He was previously married and had two children. So he had, you know, that baggage with him to kind of like deal with, I guess you would say. But really, the bigger baggage came from having PTSD resulting from his two two um, tours away while serving on active military duty. So they both, for their own reasons, you know, they had their they had a hard life, both of them. You know, they had their stories and their their demons that they were battling, and they both moved to New Orleans and worked as bartenders, and they ended up finding each other and very quickly fell in love, and it was just, like, hot, heavy, and just straight to the punchline right away with those two, and pretty quickly into them dating, Hurricane Katrina hit, which, you know, I think almost all of us remember it was horrific. I mean, I remember being in high school, and... um my biology teacher actually just wheeled like the TV into the room and we just kind of watched the coverage. Like it just really was a big thing um, and really devastating to the people of New Orleans. And it took forever for that to rebuild. So Zach and Addie were in the French Quarter when that happened. And this is why they're considered like famous initially, because now we know the whole story about them but at the time while everyone was fleeing the city and everyone was trying to get to high ground and just be safe they stayed because they had their her apartment in the french quarter and the french quarter is actually like i think it's like 14 feet above sea level it's like three meters or so above sea level so while the rest of new orleans was flooded like don't get me wrong like the french quarter is pretty fucked up but it wasn't underwater like that. So they were able to stay and they 
like scrounged up food for other people that were staying and that were displaced and stuff like that. They were like serving up booze and trying to keep spirits high. Everyone was partying, having a good time. But for the most part, it was just them. And it was this like bizarre euphoric kind of thing because you're just in the empty French quarter. So they like just fucking like fucked in the streets and like rode their bikes around and just did whatever, you know, but they also got like big news coverage and attention because here are these two kind of like small town heroes that are coming serving food doing their thing and trying to keep the spirit of new orleans alive during such a hard time because anybody that's been to new orleans knows that that place has such a presence and such like a happy spirit and they were kind of seen as like putting that forward so you can actually look up a lot of pictures of them and stuff like that because they were in newspaper articles and things of that nature um, because of that, you know, so that's where like their fame initially kind of comes from, if that's what we want to call it. They're being, being known. Um, but our story does take a really dark turn really soon after that, as everything from Katrina started to settle down, life started to, to try and get back on track. People were returning to what was left of their homes to realize there was nothing left. People had to rebuild, figure that out, get back to work, responsibilities and shit we're here you know and as i said we're talking about two people that had mental illness that had drinking problems addiction problems and things of that nature already so then to kind of go from writing this euphoric high of this very bizarre period in their life to all of a sudden life is back responsibilities are back they started fighting more which was always a thing their relationship was very tumultuous if I recall correctly, I think there was a few times that, like, the police were actually called on them for domestic violence, but I don't know the specifics off the top of my head for that. But um, they basically decided that they just kind of needed, like, a fresh start. Like, fuck this. Let's just have a reset. Let's see what's up. So they ended up renting an apartment still in the French Quarter. Um, I think there's actually, like, quotes where, like, Addie called herself a Puerto Rican. <laughs> so she was like, I am from the quarter like this is well she wasn't from them but like this was her home so she still lived in the french quarter um and so they actually rented an apartment that was above um a, a voodoo temple actually like a well-known voodoo temple and here's where stuff gets kind of shady so like i said they've had a tumultuous relationship they've gotten in fistfights they've gotten really wacky with each other and Addie supposedly found out that Zach was cheating on her or she had some kind of suspicions and stuff like that. And she was just kind of like, fuck this guy. So she like in secret went to the landlord and was like, yo, like, I don't want his name on the lease. Just put mine. And she didn't tell him. And I don't know if the landlord actually did. I think the landlord was more like, here's the lease. Like, you guys need to figure this shit out. But, um... Soon after that, Zach found out about that and it became this really big fight that escalated, escalated until finally he ended up strangling her until she died. And so after that, you know, he went to work the next day and he was just acting kind of weird and everyone's like, what's up? And he's like, nothing. And like for the two weeks that followed, like he kind of just went partying and everyone's like, hey, where's Addie? And he's like, oh, she went home like back to where she's from and they're like for half of the people were like really like but she loved it here she was a Puerto Rican like what are you talking about and then the other half's like oh she's kind of a wild like card like okay maybe like you know and like they were super fucked up but, like what's happening and um finally about two weeks after you know she had been strangled and no one knew yet he actually committed suicide by throwing himself off of a building of one of the local hotels he jumped off and i'm trying it was the omni royal hotel i believe i am trying to look through my notes right now and tell you i will find it it will happen let's see yeah, the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel. Uh, he jumped off the, the roof of it and killed himself. And that was on October 17th, 2006. And the day that he strangled her was, I believe, October, it was October 5th is when that happened. So he jumps off the building. The police go when they're like kind of like, you know, going, like recovering the body, so to speak. They find the key to the front gate of the apartment. In his front pocket and in his back pocket, there is his dog tags and there is a letter that says to police only. 
And a lot of what you'll hear from people, it just says like, hey, can you go check on my girlfriend? Like someone needs to go check on my girlfriend at this address. Right. And I will I'll read the, the letters to you guys because there was two that he left. So there was a lot more to that letter. So the police already had a heads up of what they were walking into. You know, so they open up the apartment when they get there. And the first thing that they're met with is that it's cold. It's like really cold. They had the air conditioner blasted at like 60 degrees. And they're like, wow, it's really cold. And they go into the kitchen and the oven and the stove are on. And when they look in the pot, Addie's head is in the stove. Oh, shit. So they already knew that was going to happen because it was in part of the note so they were expecting it so because the air conditioner had been blasting there wasn't a smell of decay so they were kind of shocked by that how long had the head been in the oven it was in a pot on the stove um so was there water in the pot yes he was cooking her he was he was totally cooking her so he strangled her and in some reports you'll read that he like fell he was drunk and like fell asleep next to the dead body committed necrophilia to it went back to sleep and then got up and went to work the next day and then over the time over those two weeks he took her into their bathroom and he dismembered her and he cut off her head and put that in a pot and boiled it on the stove and then in a roasting pan put her limbs and then took her torso and like bagged it and put it in the fridge because he was just, I guess, going to deal with that later. And a lot of people think that he was going to. Oh, God. OK. He just said that while looking at me. I just need the world to know that. Well, I mean, watching you, Ricky. The, the torso is such a big portion of the body. Sure, sure. You cover that up now. Uh, a lot of people thought, like, okay, he was going to, like, try and eat her. But, like, the coroner report later, like, came back saying, like, there was nothing, like, really missing. There's no evidence of, like, bites being taken out or anything like that. So, really, what we're looking at is I think he was just trying to separate the flesh from the bones just to make it easier to dispose of, which is what everyone else was kind of guessing as well. For the record, Shauna named the dog Dahmer, not me. Excuse me. His name is Puggery Bacon Dahmer. Thank you. Anyway. That's not what we're talking about right now. (laughs) So that was just like really like, I don't know, man. Like I hear about like cannibalism or like this. Like I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know. Like her head was in a fucking pot on the stove. And I would love to say that that's where our story ends, but it's not. Can you really say it's cannibalism if he never actually took bites out of her? It's, it's not like that German dude. From okay, Kobe I Cafe. talked about that earlier, too, when I was on the phone. I called my friend to tell her that this is what I was going to talk about on the show. She's listening right now like, you fucking bitch. And I, she prefaced the conversation with, I'm having a great morning. I made myself pancakes. And I'm like, great, I'm going to talk to you about eating people. And then proceeded to talk about all this like shit. If, if anybody's friends with you, like, the conversation can turn that way. It can. And she dealt with it really well until finally she's like, okay, Shauna, like, I'm trying to eat pancakes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway but okay so so back to to zach and addy though so i mean that's like pretty like fucked up and that's pretty hardcore you know like just and just the fact that everyone like knew them and i mean everyone knew that their relationship was pretty fucked up but like shit dude like you never expected to go there um so here's some of the letters that um that they found um and this was the one i believe that was found on his body Uh, when he died and it says this is not accidental i had to take my own life to pay for the one i took if you send a patrol car to 826 north rampart you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend addie in the oven on the stove and in the fridge and a full signed confession from myself and then it was signed zach bowen so that was the letter that they found in the pocket so they knew what they were walking into but still like that can't be an easy thing to to walk into so once they got into the apartment, they were able to go through things. They, Like I said, they found Addie's dismembered corpse. They also found that the bathroom that he dismembered her in was super clean. So he, like, took time to clean everything. Nothing smelled. There was no blood everywhere. Like, it was all pretty clean. And they found um, Addie's journal. And Zach had written in it where and that's where his confessional was. And it says, today is Monday, October 16th, 2 a.m. I killed her at 1 a.m. Thursday, October 5th. I very calmly strangled her. It was very quick. 
Halfway through the task, I stopped and I thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt was the first idea and to move to plan B, the crime scene you are now in, came after a while. I scared myself not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I've loved for one and a half years and then desecrating her body, but by my entire lack of remorse. I've known for forever how horrible of a person I am. Ask anyone. And I decided to quit my job and spend the 1500 cash I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and any loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that'll explain the shock. And I had a fantastic time living out my days. It's just about time now. Like, doesn't that just kind of, like, this whole thing just sit, like, icky with you? Like, it just gets fucking worse and worse know. you know like it just it leaves an impression so that's that's the story of of zach and Addie, oh, um of the murder and it's i think part of it is just like maybe it hits a little bit harder because it's still a relatively recent one like this is i think more like it's easier to connect with i guess than like a murder that happened in like 1813 you know because it's, it's 2006 well, especially for you and i because i was just a year out of high school that point yeah like i i was in high school and it's just it's crazy to think of this like i said like i remember watching hurricane katrina on the news in high school i think we all remember watching it in different places and we have listeners that were probably in it like that live in that general area so you know it's it's pretty crazy a little bit of history though about the building because again this is famous ghost not true crime um But, you know, when you get haunted stuff, sometimes you get a little bit of both. So, like I said, they rented an apartment on top of um, Priestess Miriam's Voodoo Spiritual Temple, uh, which was a a pretty, like, well-known, like, place in New Orleans. And so they rented that. But the building itself has some some interesting history. Um, The Voodoo Temple was founded in 1990 by Priestess Miriam and her husband. I think they have since separated or something like that. And his name was Priest Aswan Shamani. And I may be pronouncing that wrong. Apologies if I am. They did move to a different location in 1991 and that's when they ended up at the voodoo museum and they stayed there until 2016 because then a fire broke out and can i just say that like fires just love new orleans because the fire took that city down fucking twice i guess so but a fire broke out broke out and it destroyed a lot of the buildings so you know they dipped out and went somewhere else but the building itself was built in 1829 by Pierre de Verges and handed down and sold over the years. I think this dude may have also been the guy that built the um, Muriels. Muriels. I also did a Shauna Spooky story on that one. It may be the same dude um, or it might just be another Pierre. I don't know. But the, the building was originally... Potentially. I mean, apparently they all like to build haunted shit in New Orleans. So there's that. But the building was built in 1829. Like I said, New Orleans is really old. And some of the stuff that is there now is actually still original pieces that has survived over the time, been restored, survived the fire. And we are talking about parts of the courtyard as well as parts of the stairs, the banister and balcony. Is this the same fire that Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise started? No, that was one of the other ones that took out the city beforehand. That was like in the 1800s. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. For any of you guys that didn't catch that, he's making an interview with Vampire Reference. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so we see that this building is really old. And so the building is, you know, probably already haunted because, I mean, just how do you get through being like from 18, what did I say, 1826, 1829, 1829 and not be fucking haunted, you know, and it's New Orleans. How do you just not be haunted in New Orleans? But this is also a place that was a, a voodoo temple. So there was a lot of magic there. Not that there's anything wrong with voodoo. I think it's actually a really lovely religion for the most part. And it's not nearly as scary as Hollywood has painted it. But again, it's witchcraft, which means you're working with spirits. So there's a lot of spirits that have been conjured there. A lot of energy that's been conjured there. And I feel like the practice of voodoo is very, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, tribal in a sense. I would say so. I think that we should actually get um, 
a voodoo person, a voodoo practitioner on the show and we can talk to them more about it um, because there's so much to get into. Uh, What makes this interesting about this building, though, is it's almost like in some ways it's kind of returning to its roots. So it was a voodoo temple and now it's Bloody Mary's voodoo museum shop and all of that stuff. Uh, Bloody Mary is a a New Orleans staple. She is like one of the voodoo queens of New Orleans at this part. Yeah, shout out Bloody Mary. And she actually has her business in the lower part of that. And it's like part of a store. I think she does readings there. I know she has like a build your own voodoo doll like like station. That's really badass. She teaches classes, like all sorts of stuff. Um, She's been a guest teacher at Green Man. Yes. things like that so we're we're friends of hers and we know who she is and she's really great tell her who sent you yeah tell her who sent you wine spirits and witches what's yeah, up yeah. but um she also has the upstairs apartment and one of the things that bloody mary does is that she runs paranormal tours so she actually got a lot of heat for this because she opened the apartment up for tours and it still has the original fridge and stove and oven that Addie's body was stored in. Last time I checked, this was America, and you could make money literally off of anything, which is a terrible thing to say. You know, this this poor woman died, you know, at the hands of somebody who, quote-unquote, loved her. And it, and it, it sounds terrible to, to make money off of dead anything, but... Uh, But hey, man, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, okay. A lot of people really came at her for opening up this tour. And they were like, this is fucking disgusting. This is in poor taste. Blah, 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 blah. And Bloody Mary came at it from a sense of this is part of New Orleans history. Katrina was a terrible thing. And they were a big part of what Katrina was. They were part of this, which is totally true. And so just to kind of act like none of this ever happened is also an insult to their memory. And um, you can find pictures online where you can see that like there's like an altar, so to speak, on the stove where there's bottles of booze there as offerings. There's money and things of that nature, which any of you guys that have worked with spirits will know these are things you can use as offering for the spirits. Uh, The one thing that is there that I don't love is that she does have like vessels for the spirits of Zach and Addie to come through because this is haunted ghosts so or his famous ghosts so obviously like they're the spirits of Zach and Addie are reported to haunt there and so she's given them vessels to come through because there are like seances and paranormal investigations that still take place now in this apartment but the dolls are the bride of Chucky and Chucky and that I don't, I don't love. Yeah, I don't love that. I feel like there's a lot of other vessels that could have been put there for these spirits that would have been just in a lot better taste. So that part doesn't sit right with me. But as a magical practitioner and as a paranormal investigator, I understand putting a vessel there. I just, I feel like it could have been something a little bit more respectful. But, you know, is what it is. She did it her way. And who knows? I don't have a relationship with those spirits. She does. Maybe they don't mind. Yeah. You know, um, but the spirits are there and it's really common that if you go and take pictures, you'll catch lots of orbs. If you go in with recording devices, it's said that you'll pick up a lot of EVPs. You'll see shadows. And even before Bloody Mary had this, like people that rented the apartment afterwards said that they felt like they were like being watched or being touched a lot. So it was always like this heavy presence that was there. Um And I've also had friends that went to Bloody Mary's and actually got to do investigations up in this apartment. I've been to New Orleans multiple times. I have not been to Zach and Addie's, though. Not yet, anyway. Um, But she'll actually give you, like, ghost hunting equipment, like spirit boxes and stuff like that. And they've all said that, like, it's super active. So especially if you're using any equipment, you're going to get lots of, like, interaction and stuff like that from from there. Now... This kind of takes me back. This kind of takes us back to what I said earlier about Elvis. You know, considering he died in a specific place, but so wouldn't Zach's spirit sort of reside closer to the hotel? Granted, he put a lot of energy into the into the the apartment they rented. Yeah, there were so many fights. He, he killed, killed her. her there. Yeah. So I I guess you could assume most of his energy is there. But if anybody's been to the hotel and 
thinks they've seen him at the hotel that he jumped off of. So there is reports of that, actually. Ah. There is reports that the first time I heard about Zach and Addie was actually when we went to New Orleans in 2014 when we got married there. And we did a ghost tour and we actually were outside of both their apartment and outside of the hotel that he jumped off of. And there are reports of people seeing a man walking on the roof of the hotel and then be like, who the fuck is that? And I guess it kind of looks like he's going to jump. And that's a really common one. But there's also been reports of people seeing him jump and then just never land. Like he just disappears before he hits the ground. Yeah. When we were there and we did the ghost tour, did we pass by? I remember her telling a story about the guy who jumped up the... Yes. Okay. Yeah, we did pass by. I believe it was the, the hotel. I don't think we passed by Right. Okay. the apartment, though. Yeah. But that is the story of Zach and Addie. Yikes. And like I said, like I, it was kind of ending on like a rough note. We really should have let you go first. Like, yeah, yours were a yeah. lot lighter. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's an intensity. And I think it's really like, you know, also just like a testament to, you know, when your friends need help, try to do what you can to help them through addiction, through mental illness. You know, we're talking about both of them had their own struggles with one with PTSD, one with bipolar, both with addiction. And granted, like, you know, you can only help someone that wants help. But, you know, there's domestic violence. There's a lot of things in this that the sad part is that were treatable and preventable. It could have helped prevent what happened. And I think that's like the worst part of this, you know? Yeah. And just a random thing. I would have to look more into this. Like, as I was looking this up, there was a woman that came forward and kind of made a big to-do about, like, oh, my God, these were my best friends. I'm so sad. I can't believe this happened. And then, like, six years later, she was fucking tried for dismembering somebody and found guilty. Like, what the fuck is going on with those people? What's wrong with you? (laughs) My God. like... Anything. Well, oh, also, someone was, uh, I remember uh, we, you and I were watching an episode of Wang off of YouTube. Yeah. Shout out to Wang. He, was, he did a segment off of someone who was selling human remains. Yes. Because, because New Orleans um, is constantly flooded, bones rise from their graves, and more often than not, you'll just be walking down the street like, oh, there's a human femur. Oh, hey, there's a skull. How about that? Well, and the the mausoleums in the the graveyards are just like, sometimes there are. There's just giant fucking holes in them. And there's been a lot of issues where, like, people will just kind of hang out in the cemetery and wait for tourists to come. And they'll be like, hey, do you want a tour? I'll give you one. And these people are going in and, like, sticking their arms into the crypts and pulling out skulls to show people and shit like that. And so, yeah, there was some girl that got busted for doing that and collecting the bones and then selling them online, which is why I'm not sure what the rules are around it now, but I remember at one point when I was getting ready to go, they did make a a law that you could only go into the cemeteries if you're with a licensed tour guide. And that that's why, because of stuff like that. Yep. Wow. Wow. I thoroughly enjoyed talking about this episode. I love talking about ghosts and haunted places. Well, you love talking about New Orleans and going to New Orleans. Yes, and I love ghosts, and I love talking about true crime, and I think that's why I love doing the Shauna's. And eating gators. I do. Fried I love gator. eating gator. It's oh, delicious. Gator is so good. I actually did a spell though with like the alligator spirit, and I told them if they came through that I would Which never one? eat gator again. Spells? Uh, I'd have to go look, but, um, I said if, if he came through and he pulled his, his weight that I would never eat gator again and he pulled his weight. So I sadly cannot eat gator. Wow. That was a big promise. It really was, but it was a, it was a big deal. It was a big, big spell that needed done and it, it came through. So I'm holding up my end of the deal. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's what I got. I am here to bring everyone's mood down. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. So. Uh, Monica, who who is your your shout out? I have several shout outs. Uh, a couple of weeks ago at the store, it was a day of the of our listeners because three or four listeners came in on the same day, and I get to meet them. And who were they? And this is for Jay, and Carla, and Daniel. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of Wine Spirits and Witches. Thank you for visiting the store, and it was so nice meeting you. 
Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for visiting the store. I'm sorry I missed you. Yeah, it was just me there that day, so. And thank you for listening. Yeah, absolutely. We hope that we entertain you and educate you and and everything in between. And you have some fun with us as well. I have a listener shout-out, too. Yes. I actually just did a reading for Ariana, and she is a listener of the show. So shout-out to you, my friend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting a reading with me. I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you, everyone, for... For listening, for being part of our WSW Coven, we love you and we are excited to continue talking about ghosts and witchcraft and and alcohol. Okay. And if you love what you hear, be sure to sign up for our Patreon. Uh, lots of extra goodies, funny shit, more insightful witchcraft. Yes. Yes. Lots of cool stuff. Me and Monica each have our own individual segment on there. I do spooky stories. Monica does between the cracks. As do I. Yes. Ricky has a segment too. He mixes drinks, which he's. You've been really nice lately because you've made drinks that taste good. And when we originally came up with this, I thought it would be good to make drinks that would gross. That would gross Monica out. (laughs) Well. Okay, once in a while, he has to throw me a bone. Yeah, well, lately, yeah, I feel like he's yeah. been doing a lot better with that. <laughs> I have another one to put up, and then the following month, uh, I had a drink suggested by a Patreoner. So, again, if you sign up for Patreon, and you got a drink you want me to make and try out with Monica, I will be more than happy to do that. Uh, so, um, Send without it regard, in. shout out to Onyx for providing that drink. I will be doing that drink, so... Hang tight. It's happening. Hang tight. It's happening. Yeah, and so we got that. We have bonus episodes, spell of the month, readings, all sorts of Pizza stuff. Review, Pizza which reviews, which I mean, we are overdue. We which are way overdue for that. Well, Pizza. we did a lot when we were back east, so. I know. We have yes. to just start putting those up, but that also just, you know, I mean, I, I never need too much of an excuse to eat pizza, so no, there's that. No, neither do I, but I want good pizza, as you know. Okay, whatever, Monica. There's no good pizza for you on the West Coast. I don't know what to say. I know. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway, we're going to just keep giving her Little Caesars. At one point, guys, we gave her just Giorno. Oh, dude, I can't stand Little Caesars anymore. <laughs> no offense to anybody that likes Little Caesars. When when Sean and I were first dating, Little Caesars was like it. Because it was cheap. It was right there. Hot and ratings were fucking awesome. That's what happens when you're a broke kid. Now we have jobs and, like, we can afford better pizza. Yeah. But, Shout out to Mr. Pizza. Yeah. But if you can't, if you can't afford... Um, to sign up for patreon for any reason that is totally fine please leave us a, a review on whatever platform you listen to like subscribe all of that stuff to you soundcloud assholes like come on i don't even know what that means i love how Ricky's like listen here assholes <laughs> i don't know what assholes i love you but <laughs> come on like and review. Yes, please give us give us the thumbs up please all of, all of we that we want to have our alcohol for free Yes, Which we need to work to towards, yeah, we want, we're working towards our, our wine sponsors. Yes, indeed. So, we're going to have to write some letters. Monica's going to get sponsored by Rolling Rock. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, man. I want Bailey's, either one of the two. All right, guys, thank you so much. As always, we love you, and we will see you next time. Merry meet. Merry part, and, and merry meet, meet again. again.